helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. In today's show, Michael will use the biblical text from 1 Kings 19.3-5 to launch his topic, Four Types of Depression. If you are new to this show, we are on the air every Monday at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization by going to elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or by calling 1-877-544-3546. Elim is a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. Your donations will help us to stay on the air to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Let's go right into today's show. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show, Four Types of Depression. I chose to do a show on this topic because depression, although one of the most common mental illnesses, is also one of the most misunderstood. Some people in Christian circles are made to feel that they are depressed because they do not have enough faith, they are not praying enough, or they are not reading their Bible enough. These common misconceptions could not be further from the truth. Elijah, the mighty prophet of God, is someone who is revered by Christian and Jews as a shining example of someone with faith and a very deep relationship with God. Yet in 1 Kings 19, Elijah became depressed to the point of asking God to take his life. Have you ever been to that point where you are depressed, where you feel as if you just can't continue living because the pain is just too deep? Elijah came to that point where we prayed to God in 1 Kings 19 and he asked God to take his life. And I just want to read those three verses from 1 Kings 19 verses 3 to 5. It reads as follows, quote, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. Unquote. So there you have it. Elijah, the great prophet of God, this fearless man who challenged the prophets of Baal, this mighty prophet who came to the who, who, who did so many great things, came to this place where he was praying to God that he might die. So it's very hard for me to understand why believers, when they are depressed, are made to feel by members of their church, by 
members of their congregation and congregation and unfortunately sometimes even leaders of the church are making these people who are depressed feel that they lack faith. Elijah was a man of faith. David is another stalwart of God, and David expressed many of the clinical symptoms of depression in his writings, found in the book of Psalms. Professor Ben Nunn, who wrote the article, Mental Disorder That Afflicted King David the Great, and this, this article is found in the history of the of History of Psychiatry Journal, and he concluded that David most likely suffered from some form of depression, and he pointed to the following scriptures written by King David to justify his claim. So he pointed to Psalm 109, verse 24, for example, where David said, My knees are weak through fasting. And my body is thin and gaunt. So when David is referring to fasting there, he's not talking about a spiritual fast where he's setting aside a time to, to go without food. He's talking about a lack of appetite where he's not eating to the point where he's become thin and gaunt. So that's Psalm 109 verse 24. But David also in Psalm 6 and verse 7 gives us a sense of what it was for him at night when he tries to sleep. And in Psalm 6 and verse 7, David says, All the night I make I my bed to swim. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. So we get the impression here that King David is suffering from insomnia, where he's lying in his bed at night, and instead of sleeping, he's weeping, he's crying. But, but, uh, Professor Ben-Nun also pointed to Psalm 40, verse 6, where David says, Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. In Psalm 55, verse 5, David says, My heart is shivering within me. And in Psalm 38, verse 14, he says, like a deaf man, I would not hear, and like a mute, I would not speak. So here we have David in a state of what they would call psychomotor agitation or retardation in which he is sitting is sitting in a still state and he's speechless. This sometimes happens to people who are chronically depressed. In Psalm 31 verse 11, David says, My strength fails because of my iniquity. So to me, David could be saying there that he's so weighed down with guilt that he is feeling weak. So we have all of these references that we have gone through so far that's pointed out by Professor Ben-Known that shows that David was definitely depressed. And so he said that these symptoms, and there are others that I don't have the time to get into in this show, but if you'd like these other references, you can reach out to me and I'll be happy to send them to you. Professor Ben-Known went on to say in this article in the journal that 
the the DSM, the 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 book that gives the the criterias to be diagnosed with mental illnesses. He said that there are nine criterias that the book gives that that classifies who what what is needed for a person to become depressed. And of the nine, you only need five of the nine to be diagnosed as depressed. He said in the writings of David, there are at least seven of the nine criterias that is pointing to there. So David uh, was showing symptoms of the depression. It is therefore surprising that so many Christians who admire David's faith and his profound relationship with God still feel that depression is caused by a lack of those very things. In this podcast, The Four Types of Depression, we will be using the story of Elijah's and these references that we have used so far, but primarily the passage that we will be anchoring in on is 1 Kings 19 as a springboard from which to talk about the, the different types of depression. In highlighting the different types of depression, it will become clear that depression cannot be reduced to a lack of faith. It would also become very clear as to the steps that is needed to deal with each of the four types of depression. I just want to also say that this is not these are not clinical terms but that I will be using here. What I have done is that I have just classified or summarized the different clinical terms in into these four categories to talk about the underlying reasons why people have depression. So these four types are really four for underlying reasons why people become depressed. So the first of the four types is what I call situational depression. And this includes things like a job loss, like someone who is laid off from work might become depressed as a result of that situation, or it might be as a result of the death of a loved one, or it might be uh, the pandemic that we are going through right now that's very situational. A lot of my clients who didn't suffer from depression before are now saying that the, the pandemic uh, has caused them to get over that thresh- get to that threshold where they are now experiencing the depressing depression symptoms where they never suffered from depression before. So, so the first type is situational, and in our story of Elijah in First Kings nineteen, the verses that we read, that's an example of a situation situational depression the situation in Elijah's case was that that uh, that he was running he was fleeing for his life from Jezebel Jezebel wanted to kill him she had given him a death threat and he was now running for his life and he he became afraid and he he started to become depressed so people who are going through situational depression they're their body has been bombarded by the stress hormone cortisol and they are in this fight or flight mode. In Elijah's case, it was a flight mode. He's literally running. But sometimes you're in a situation where you're not physically running, but you're powerless to do anything about it. And you are you're in this 
this this flight mode where you want to get away you're you're running but your body is in this state of a fight or flight and you are stuck in this state where your body is producing the stress hormone cortisol and uh, the, the, the the hormone serotonin which is a hormone that is associated with feeling good and you know feeling happy that hormone decreases and so people who are in that in those situational state they become depressed as a result of the situation that they find themselves in so if someone has been treated for a situational depression then the answer is to focus on the situation that they're going through and in cognitive behavior therapy what we do we look at the thought patterns that people have about the the situation that they're in what are the qualities of their thoughts and in most situations where people become depressed the thought patterns pertaining to the situation become negative as we see in the case of Elijah Elijah thought was that he was no better than his ancestors and that God should just take his life because his life is worth nothing. These are the kind of symptoms that the kind of thought patterns I should say that are behind situational depression where people become depressed because of how they're thinking about their situation. But then with situational depression, people also become depressed because of their actions in the midst of the situation. If we look at the story of Elijah, we see that Elijah's action was one that made it made it so that his depression would become worse. He was running for his life, but then the Bible tells us that he laid down under a tree and he became inactive. And so actions like those were, Elijah also isolated himself. So actions like isolating yourself or becoming inactive make the, the, the depression take root and become even, even greater. And so it, in treating people with situational depression, we change the, quality, the thought patterns, help them to think of their situation in a different way and we also help them to act in ways that promote good health. So things like exercise, things like just getting out and socializing with friends instead of isolating is a very, these are very powerful ways to get out of situational depression. So the second type of depression is what I call foundational depression. And by foundational, I am referring to uh, circumstances that goes back to one's past. So, so foundational depression could be abuse in childhood, or it could be some unresolved trauma that happened long ago that is in the background of your subconscious and it's affecting your body. It's affecting your body's ability to get out of the fight or flight mode or your body's ability to produce serotonin that would make you feel happy and 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 
very positive about life. And so in treating foundational depression, it's important to uncover the root cause. Foundational depression can also have to do with intergenerational trauma. And so if you, you if you have missed that show that we did on intergenerational trauma, it's important for you to go to it because we, we went into detail there about some of the causes of intergenerational trauma and what you can do about it. So these foundational depression uh, that goes back to one's childhood, we need in treating it, we, we try to get to the root cause and we try to resolve those root causes of depression. So people in foundational depression are also stuck in the fight or flight mode. They have a very low level of fight or flight that they're carrying with them all the time. And even though it might not be a very high level of fight or flight, it can sometimes be triggered by circumstances which exacerbate this the, the, their their situation, their feelings, and spiral them down into a major depression. But there is this just this low level of feeling unhappy about life or being easily triggered that these people walk around with all the time. So that's the second type of depression, foundational depression. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, Four Types of Depression. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Back to Michael. The third type of depression is what I call physical depression. And this type of depression is being caused by something that's going on in the brain, a physical, a chemical imbalance in the brain. Note before that in the other types of depression, I refer to neurochemicals as well, such as serotonin, and I, I, I talk about the stress hormone cortisol. So in a sense, every depression results in chemical changes. But physical depression, unlike the other two, is not linked to a a, a situation and it's not necessarily linked to any past traumatic issues such as a childhood uh, sexual abuse or unresolved trauma or generational curse. It can be as a result of a physical illness that someone is going through or even uh, childbirth. Many women who give birth find themselves plunged into depression and that's known as postpartum depression. And postpartum Partum depression occurs as a result of a dramatic drop in the hormones estrogen and progesterone. And so when a woman goes through, through childbirth, not every woman, but for women who suffer from depression, it is because of a chemical imbalance that these hormones are not being produced sufficiently by the body because of childbirth. So women can also be depressed as a result of, at the time, 
time of their around the time of their menstrual cycle as a result of chemical changes that happens within their body. And any of us can become depressed. Male and females alike can become also depressed at, at certain seasons of the year, and, and that's known as seasonal affective disorder. And this is also caused by chemical changes within the body. It has nothing to do with lack of faith. It has nothing to do with not praying enough. What happens with seasonal affective disorder is that the lack of sunlight sunlight throws off the body's internal clock and this leads to a drop in the production of serotonin the feel good hormone the, the the hormone that's responsible for us to feel happy and enthusiastic about life so people who become sad around that time of the year it has nothing to do with with them lacking faith or not praying enough. It's simply a chemical change within the body as a result of the change in season and the lack of sunlight. So it's very important that we not make people who are going through seasonal affective disorder or sad as it is called SAD that we don't make these people feel worse by telling them that they lack faith or that they are not praying enough. What's also very interesting to note and and it's important for us to be aware of this that when people go into cancer treatment as as well, they can also suffer from depression as a result of the chemotherapy that they are doing. And they are not depressed because they lack faith and they don't believe that God is going to heal them from the cancer. And it's not because they're worrying about their disease. But the, the chemotherapy drug that blocks the growth of, of new cancer cells also blocks the growth of neurons, new brain cells in the brain that are responsible for us to feel happy and to be able to think about things in a rational way. So the lack of production of these new brain cells is what leads to people who are going through chemotherapy feeling unhappy. If you have missed our our podcast on neurogenesis, the, the production of new brain cells. We outlined in that show, I think it's five or six things that you can do to to uh, cause your body to produce new brain cells. So if you're suffering from depression and you feel it might be linked to some kind of treatment that you're doing or some drug that you're on, you can do, there are things that you can do that can help your body to go into neurogenesis to produce these new brain cells that is necessary for you to be able to fight depression and to think about things in a way that do not lead to you feeling further depressed. So the physical cause of depression is one of the most misunderstood of the types of depression because people can understand when you're going through a job layoff and you know even with postpartum depression people can say well there is a lack of sleep but a lot of times for people who are going through physical depression especially when we talk about things like seasonal affective disorder people tend to uh, minimize what what 
what the sufferers are going through to when people who are suffering what they are going through when they become depressed when the season change so we are coming up to the, the we're in the fall season and heading into the winter season and many people will start suffering from seasonal affective disorder so again with these sort of disorder the treatment depends on knowing the cause so with the lack of sunlight uh as the root cause for seasonal affective disorder, a, a very important, powerful treatment is to have lamps that imitate sunlight, sunlight uh, that you can keep in your home and expose yourself to these light that simulates sunlight. And by doing so, you, you trick your body into producing serotonin and you get over the feeling of being of being sad all the time and also just getting outdoors even if it's cold getting outdoors when it's on sunny days so you can expose yourself to sunlight so there we have the third one the physical but the fourth kind of of depression is what i call spiritual depression and spiritual depression can happen as a result of not feeling forgiven by god in one study that was done, a study of 965 men and 67 women, and this study were done uh, and published in this survey on religion and aging and in a health survey, and the results show that people who ruminated on thoughts of feeling unforgiven by God or unforgiven by others, that these people, that they showed more symptoms of depression, they are more depressed than people who feel as if they have been forgiven. And so that's a spiritual type of depression, and many of us carry guilt for things that we have done in the past and we are haunted by those feelings of guilt and so having a belief system a belief in God where you can pray to God and ask for his forgiveness and and you feel his unconditional love is a powerful way of getting over that depression if it's the need of forgiveness from others you can Get in touch with those people. Write them a letter expressing your sorrow for what you have done. And even if they have passed on, just the exercise of writing a letter asking for forgiveness can be a powerful way, a powerful therapeutic way of helping you to get out of that spiritual depression. So this type of depression, which which is caused by feelings of unforgiveness or or are are you know feeling that you're not forgiven by God or forgiven by others can also uh, result as a result of you feeling bitter about something that someone has done to you so the research is also very clear that people who are bitter at others and who carry feelings of vengeance and anger that they're actually suffering as a result of this and that they have more depressed symptom uh, research that was done by john hopkins university uh, shows that people who have this sense that they have let go of things that they have written uh, letters letting go of people 
forgiving people who have hurt them, that those people are less depressed than people who hold on to grudges and who walk around. And, and the research says that it's very hard on your health to go around with feelings of unforgiveness because when you are doing that, your body is very stressed. And not only does it af- cause depression, but the research also says that it causes other things such as heart failure and other other health problems problems like high cholesterol. And so it's important that if you are suffering from this four type this four type of of depression, which I call spiritual depression, that you either go to God for forgiveness, you write a letter to those who you need to ask for forgiveness, or if you are bitter against someone, that you try to resolve the pain and to let that go, because by carrying it around, you're actually hurting yourself. So there you have it, the four types of depression. If you have missed the first part of today's show and you'd like to listen to it in its entirety, you can go to our YouTube channel, which you can access through our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. We also have over 200 podcasts there for your listening pleasure, and so you can listen to the podcast there. We also want to remind you that we're a non-profit organization, and so we count on your support to keep this, this show on the air and to provide counseling to those who need it. So until next time, this is your host. Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <music>